as people were standing and testifying what they're doing and what they're going through, uh, God led me to Psalms 102. And I read Psalms 102, and it was such a great, great thing. But if you read Psalms 102, it, it doesn't feel so good. In fact, uh, go to Psalms 102 and let us stand and read God's Word, and uh, then we'll uh, get into it. message. In Psalms 102, verse number 1, it said, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am troubled. Incline thy ear unto me in the day when I call and answer me speedily. For my days are consumed like smoke. My bones are burned as an er uh, hurt heart. My heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I forget to eat my bread. By reasons of voice of my groaning my bones cleave to my skin. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning for your mercy and grace and love. We ask you to just touch our hearts, lift us up, and encourage us, and help us be what we need to be, Father. And we'll praise and glorify you in the precious name of Jesus we do pray. Amen. And you may be seated. Uh, if you take, and uh, I, I want to show you what this uh, psalmist's life looked like leading up to verse number, uh, Psalms number 102. If you look back at Psalms 101, the psalmist said, I will sing. I will sing. Do you realize worship is a choice this morning? He didn't say, I feel like singing. And there's going to be some times you won't feel like singing. But just like the psalmist said, what does my feelings have to do with it? I will Sing because of who he is, because of what he's done for me. I will sing mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. This is a psalmist that has a song this morning. The psalmist is not singing. He, he says, I've got a song. You can go through the psalms and you'll find a lot that he said. The psalmist says, I will sing. They use the word sing many times through the book of Psalms. It's good to have a song in your heart this morning. Amen. Sometimes a song is the only thing that's going to get you through those dark hours of your life. You know where a song comes in from a, uh, from a child of God? It comes from the Lord. Psalms uh, 43 says, He had put a new song in my mouth. Even praising the God, God puts His song in His heart of his people. Moses sang the song when he crossed over and, and he got victory and he said, and Moses sang the song. I will sing unto the Lord and have triumphed graciously. Paul and Silas sang in prison at night. If you go to Acts 16, read that, God, God got them out with a jailhouse rock. They, they sang and they, they got praises unto God. Every once in a while, you just got to let out a song. Yeah. I know that many times I, I, I catch myself, I'm singing, and I sing off key. I don't have a key I sing in. I sing in a Chevrolet key, four key. It don't matter to me, I'll sing in a key. 
But I find myself a lot of times I'll just go through and I'll start singing and I catch myself at Walmart and I'll be singing out loud and don't think nothing about it. In fact, I went to the store of the day and I walked through the door and I was just singing a song about how good God is. And this lady was standing there and I just kept on singing and I got ready to check out. She says, don't stop singing. I says, I don't plan on stop singing. God has been too good to me. God's been too gracious for me to just say, hey, I cannot sing a song. People sing songs because they're happy, amen. People sing songs because they're happy. Or what makes them happy or whom that makes them happy. The world sings about what makes them happy. Going to the bars, having a party. They're singing about things or whom that makes them happy in their life. But the child of God, we have a new song. We don't sing about the old songs. We don't sing about going to the bars. We don't sing about having parties or running around doing this and that. We sing about the Lord. We we sing about heaven. We sing about God, holy word, because those are the things that should make a child of God happy in your life. So we see this psalmist had a song in his heart. But if you go look at one, chapter 103 of Psalms, we find also this psalmist had a shout. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that within it, bless His holy name. He doesn't just have a song. He's got a shout this morning. What makes a man to say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within it? Well, he said in verse number two, Forget not all his benefits. When you start looking back what God has done for you, where God has brought you for you, when God has brought you through the things of your life, uh, you look back and you start thinking, well, God, I've just got to bless you for all that you've done for me, where you brought me from. i just got to shout it out. There ought to be some shouting in the church because we know where God has brought us from. You've got to praise Him with everything that's within you this morning. When was the last time that you, you got carried away and praising and shouting and for God and what he's done for you? And think about it. When is the last time that you really got carried away with God? Get to thinking about what he's done for you, where he's brought you from. He could have said, I don't want to have nothing to do with you. I know if he'd have said that with me, I know I would be in hell. Hell would be my home. But I thank God he didn't turn his back on me. I want to shout and praise the glory of God for what he's done for me. He said in verse number three, who forgiveth all the iniquities? Who healeth the disease? Verse four, he said, uh, we have, he has redeemed life. Verse 5, he said, he satisfied his mouth. He looked around and said, all my iniquities have been forgiven. Boy, that ought to be some of y'all to just jump up and shout real good on that. Your sin has been forgiven. I thank God I don't have to carry it around. I don't have to worry about it. My sins are forgiven. He said, how can I shout? 
because God's done something for you. I, I know some people don't have a problem shouting at sporting events. Amen. I don't have a problem. In fact, some people, when they go to sporting events, they just get carried away and get just plumb crazy with it. But when they come to church and think about what God has done for them and what God will do for them, what God is going to prepare for them, and we sit around like, move me. Move me. Boy, I'm telling you, you ought to be a shout in your mouth this morning. You ought to be praising God. Here's this psalmist. He, he has a song in his heart because God put a new song in his heart. Here's this song that he's got he's to shout because he knows what God has done for him. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Within me and all that's within me, bless his holy name. The psalmist has a song. He has a shout. This is what I want you to see. This is what I want you to get to this morning. And in between that song, and in between that shout, and it's great to have a song, it's great to have a shout, but right sandwiched right in between the song and the shout, he's got an affliction. He's got sorrows. I don't know if your Bible has the heading before each uh, uh, chapter. Mine does it. It says, a prayer of the afflicted. When he's overwhelmed and poureth out his complaint before the Lord. What we have looked at in these three chapters here, 101, 102, 103, is the Christian life in a nutshell. Any, we can have days and seasons of songs. We can have days and seasons of shouts. But also on that side there, we can have days and seasons of sorrows. Days and seasons of overwhelm. Uh, days and seasons just pouring out our soul to God. Lord, help us. Affliction comes. Overwhelming comes. He felt like he was come over with his burdens. I have to be honest with you, I did not sign up for burdens. I did not sign up for over being overwhelmed. I didn't sign up. I, I love the signing up for singing. I love to sign up for the shout. But I have to be honest with you, I didn't sign up for the burdens. Job said, though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. He said, we all shall receive good at the hand of God, and we shall not receive evil. I, I find that a lot of people drop out when they get in the middle of sorrows in their life. Listen to me, every one of us, every, every kind of days, there are going to be days, not just everyone, it, they're going to make them, You're not everybody's going to make it through those sorrowful, overwhelming, afflicted days. Crying out to God, pouring out your soul, experiencing life. And asking God, what was, what's happening? Everybody here this morning is going to have those type of experiences in your life this morning. But mark it down. Not every one of you are going to make it through it. You're not going to make it through it. I have watched uh, 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 some strong Christians 
doing everything right, working with God, walking with God, serving God, reading the Bible, and doing everything they're supposed to, and something come along and hit their life that unexpectedly, and they dropped out. Whatever the situation in your life is coming. The psalmist had all kinds of issues, problems with his body, problems with his enemies. He got his eyes on the people, and they were talking about him. There are all kinds of afflictions and burdens that can overwhelm you and I today in this world. And it's easy to get in the middle of sorrow and overwhelmed and just throw in the white towel and says, I'm not going no more. I don't want this. I'm not signing up for this. I'm giving up. I ain't going back to church. I ain't going back to my prayer closet. I'm not reading my Bible anymore. I don't want to be around those people anymore. I didn't sign up for sorrows. I didn't sign up for being overwhelmed. I signed up for the singing. I signed up for the shouting. I don't want the dark days of discouragement. I don't want the dark days of problems. Days of depression. I don't know if if it's going to make this or not. Can I say your heart? God never promised there will be no sorrow in your life. He never promised that you wouldn't have pain in your life. Uh, He never promised that we wouldn't go through loss or discouragement. But what He did promise, that there will be help in the time of need. He said there will be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He said there will send a, a comforter unto you that will talk to you, that will guide you, that will comfort you. That, that he's not going to take you out of the trouble, but he's going to stay in the trouble with you. He's doing that so that you'll make it on the other side of sorrow. He's going to make it so that you can get back to your song, get back to your shout. Boy, we had some shouting this week. Boy, we had some shouting this week. Get back that sunshine in your life again. Amen. You don't have to die in the midst of your sorrows. I'm glad that this doesn't end here. There's life after sorrows. You say, if there's life after sorrows, all you do is give me the gloom and doom and and say, I'm going to have to go through this. What's going to have to happen? I'm going to give you some things that help you get through the sorrow times, uh, that overwhelmed times, that afflicted times, that's times that you're pouring out your heart to God because you don't think you can take it no more. The world is caving down inside of you and you're just about ready to give up. I'm telling you, you don't have to die in your sorrows. You can get back to that shout. You can get back to that song. Amen. But too many of us will not make it through it. You're not going to make it through it. I'm just telling you. There's an old saying, and I know everybody here said it, and I've said it before. 
You're either going into a storm or you're in a storm or you're coming out of a storm. And that's probably through some smart man said that that was not me. But I enjoy that saying. I've got some sad news for you this morning. Either you're heading toward a storm or you're in a storm or just coming out of one. It's going to be that's life. And I, I don't understand Christians when they come to this point in their life, the storm. And, and it's, it's not necessarily a judgment for God. Sometimes it's just life. It just happens like that. We, we live in a world that's uh, turned upside down. Amen. Bad things happen to good people. The devil is out there to get us. But sometimes it's just life. You got to live through it. You got to move through it. You got to make your mind up. I'm not dying right here where I'm at. I've seen the days that I sung the songs. I've seen the days that I shouted. And I sure did love those songs I sung. I sure loved the way it made me feel. I'm not going to die in the midst of my sorrows because I want to get back to my shouting and my singing. How do you make it through those sorrowful times? Now, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I've been in some sorrowful times I, I've been in some afflicted times I've been overwhelmed in times and, and there, there was times I was about ready to say Lord I'm done with this I, I, I done pulled out my little white hank and says I'm through I'm not going to go through it no more I don't want and I, I said what he, I've said before I don't want to go back to church and I don't want to hang around with those people I went to the house and locked the bedroom door in there and I was the only one in my bedroom locked it. Didn't want nobody to come around me. But I found out no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you can't get away from God. I, I got away from the world. I got away from everybody else, but I could not get away from God. I crawled in the corner and said, God, I don't want to do this no more. He said, you know what? I've got a remedy for you. I've got a remedy for you. You don't want to do this no more, but you sure love singing over there. You sure love shouting over there. There's going to be days that you're going to feel like this. There are going to be times in your life you're just going to be overwhelmed. But I'm telling you, you can get through those times in your life. How, how do we do that? First of all, keep lifting your voice. Psalms 102. He, he's afflicted. He's overwhelmed. But he has not quit lifting his voice to the Lord. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day where I am troubled. Incline thy ear unto me in the day when I call. Listen to this. Answer me speedily. He said, Lord, I don't want to wait for an answer. I don't want to be long in this affliction. I'm tired of being overwhelmed. But you know what I found out about God? He's not on my time schedule. He's not on my time schedule. 
I'm glad for that. You say, why in the world are you glad that you're, God's not on your time scale? Because if God had done what I wanted him to do when he'd done it, when I wanted it done, I would have messed it up. I, I sure enough would have messed up what God did, and I'd said, you had done it on time. But I'm so glad that God does things in His time. And I found out that God is on time all the time. Just when you think the boat's on oh, my, 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 me, a good grief. Just the time you think you're about to give up, get down in the hole, all of a sudden you're just overwhelmed with everything. The affliction's on top of you. And about that time, God shows up. He shows up for you. And I'll say, thank you, Lord, for not answering it when I wanted answered. I'd have messed it up. And here the psalmist sitting here in this place, listen to me. You may be sitting in this place in a pew by yourself thinking that God is not moving. What I found out, just because God is not moving fast as you want God to move, does not mean that God is not at work. Just because God is not moving quickly doesn't mean God is not at work in your life. The psalmist finds this out later. You, 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 he, he regarded uh, uh, the prayer of his destitute and, and despised their prayers. Early in the chapter, he, he didn't realize that later in the chapter, God was doing something already in his life. God didn't think about listening. God had already started taking care of his issues, taking care of his problems. And all those prayers that you prayed, lifting up to him, you think he's not listening. But he's doing something with them. You're sitting here this morning you're in an afflicted season, an overwhelmed season of life. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop crying out to God. Don't stop coming to the altar. Don't stop uh, uh, going to your prayer closet. Don't stop calling on the name of God. Don't stop praying that, uh, for that lost loved one. Don't stop begging God on your, uh, your behalf. You say it's not turning out like I want it to turn out. That's all right. God is still listening. God is still moving. Whether you see it or not. I've seen what happens on Friday prayer time. God is starting to move. Where two people started. This past Friday, we had five or six people here. Where, where people are starting to say, Lord, I, I'm going to go to the prayer closet. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to get on the altar. And I'm going to pray. And we start to seeing God move in things. God's working it out. Just, just because you're in a time of, uh, of sorrow, doesn't mean God ain't at the other end of that sorrow working it out so that when you do get there, you've got your shout back, you've got your song back. Just because you're in the middle of it does not mean that God is not working something out for you this morning. You see, He's not moving as fast as I want. 
God never moves as fast as I want. But in the end, it will turn out better than you could ever imagine in your life. So don't quit lifting up your voice. Don't quit crying out. Don't quit praying. Don't quit asking God for things. Don't quit. And you'll make it through the other side of your sorrow. Can I say this? In the midst of your sorrow, in the midst of your affliction, and the overwhelming, you're pouring out your heart to God, don't stop looking for God. You mean in the middle of my sorrow? Yeah. He said, when the Lord shall build up Zion, He shall appear in His glory. The Lord specializes in showing up right in the middle of sorrow. God is not always, not always interested in showing up on the outside. And God is not always interested in being on the end of it. But God shows up right in the middle of your sorrow, your affliction. All you got to do is just look for God there. Because I promise you, He is there. I read over and over in the Bible where it said that the Lord is with them. He was with Moses. He was with Joseph. He was with David. God did not remove him from the sorrows. God did not uh, remove Joseph from going to the pit, to the, uh, the palace, to the uh, uh, jail. He didn't remove him from that, but God was there with him. David, when he made mistakes, God was still there. Moses, when he's on the backside of the wilderness, God was with him. God is not going to, oh man, God is not going to deliver you automatically out of your sorrows because God wants to see what you're made of. Amen. I've been through the sorrows. I know that it hurts. God showed up when Israel was in bondage. He said, I've heard their cry. When Eli was in the cave, discouraged, God showed up in the cave. Amen. And there are the three Hebrew children. Said, hey, we're not going to bow to your false gods. We're not going to do that. We'll just be thrown in the furnace. But if God can and he will, we're still not going to bow. <laughs> they threw him in there and then them boys walking around. Lashes been burned off. Ain't no clothes been burned off. The old king looked down and said, hey, did we not throw three in there? He said, yes. He says, boy, I see one. And that one looks like the son of God. God said, hey, he didn't deliver them from the fiery furnace. He didn't keep them from going in. He said, but let me tell you what, boys. It sure is good with me in the fire with you, ain't it? Amen. He's not going to deliver you from your sorrows, but it's going to come. You may be sitting here on the pew by yourself this morning. Your heart's been broken. You're overwhelmed. There's a God will show up. You may think you're going back to an empty house and think there's nobody that cares, nobody loves you. That's when God shows up. You think you're going back to a bad situation and think that nobody's there. That's when God shows up. God shows up right in the middle of your sorrows. Just keep looking for Him. Don't stop looking for God. 
That's where he's at. He's with you in your sorrows. He's with you in your afflictions. A lot of times we just sit down on God. We don't look for him in the middle of it. But he's there with us. Because he made a promise. He's I'll never leave you, never forsake you. Closer than a brother. And if God said that, you can guarantee that while you're in the midst of all that's going on, whatever you may be facing in life, God is right in the midst of it with you this morning. Don't quit lifting your voice. Keep looking for God. And I say keep being a leader. Your family needs it. You, your family needs for you to be the leader. Don't get in the middle of the afflictions of sorrows overwhelm and quit. Because somebody's watching you. He said, this shall be written for the generations to come and the people shall be created, shall praise the Lord. What's going to get written down? What's going to get recorded? Let it be recorded, your children. Yes, I have been in some sorrows. Yes, I've been overwhelmed. But there's God big enough and there's God good enough. And I serve him on the mountain, and I serve him in the valley. I serve him when times are good. I'll serve him in times are bad. God is good enough to serve when everything is falling apart. Your children need to see that you're not throwing in a towel. You're not going to quit. I'm going to stick this out because God is with me. No matter what I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through, God is beside me right now. I don't want these children to think that God is just some spare tire. But I'm telling you, some parents teach that. They only call on God when things are bad, but when things are good, they're not talking to God at all. I want the kids around here to see that, hey, we mean what we say. I am a child of God. I love God. I serve God. Even in the bad times, even in the good times, on the mountaintop, in the valley, no matter what's going on in my life, I'm going to serve God. I've seen people here go through affliction after affliction, but yet they're still here singing and serving God and praising God. They're not giving up because somebody is watching you. You say, well, you don't have kids. Well, I got kids. But let me tell you what I consider every kid in this church mine. What would, it, what would I be saying to my kids here in this church if they knew I had something going on in my life, all of a sudden discouragement come, overwhelming come, and I just get up and say, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to throw the towel in. That's telling them, hey, God ain't real. You've been preaching God has been real all this time and all of a sudden this come on you and you just want to throw the towel in? No, I'm going to go through it no matter what I'm going to face, no matter what I'm dealing with it because I want them to see there is a God. There is one that I love. There is one that I serve and there is one that cares for me. Amen. Somebody is watching you. Somebody is watching you. Don't stop living, lifting up your voice. Don't stop looking for God. Keep being that leader that people need. And especially in the church. Every adult in here is a leader. 
I'll say that again because you didn't hear me. Every adult in here is a leader. Amen. Amen. These little ones walking around here, and we got an awful lot of them walking around here. And it just see you come out of church, and you just come out of church, you go. He got me all upset. I ain't going back there no more. Oh, praise God. <laughs> I'm just going to shout it on, brother. I'm dead. Praise God. I'm going to sing it on. But I'm telling you, they need to see, hey, you are real. Especially your children, your grandchildren. I consider them mine. I want them out. I, I want her to know I'm just as real now as I've ever been. I want her to know that I'm standing with God. I'm not giving up. Amen. Amen. Wouldn't be throw the towel in. These kids get older and they say, well, if the preacher could do it, I guess I can do it too. No! No! I'm not giving up. I'm not turning back. I'm going to keep serving God. Amen. Keep lifting your voice. Keep looking for God. Keep being that leader that we need to have in our world today. Keep living for the Lord. I, I love the way he get passes things. He just came through a time of affliction. A time of being overwhelmed. Pouring out his complaints before the Lord. A bad time in life. He doesn't come out bitter. He doesn't come out angry with the Lord. He comes out and he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. He comes out on the other side. He ain't mad and he ain't upset. He comes out saying, Thank God. He's been good in my life. It was God that brought me this safe thus far and God will see me all the way through. I'm just going to be, God is carrying me and I'm just going to love God, serve God. Bless His holy name. If you don't give up in the middle of your sorrows and being overwhelmed, watch what happens to God. Psalms 103 Bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalms 104, bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalms 105, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Psalm 105, praise ye the Lord. Psalms 107, give thanks unto the Lord. And finally in Psalms 108, he said, oh, my heart is fixed. I've been through enough. I've been through all this. I know God. He's going to take care of this. There's another season of sorrow. And if there's another time of affliction, being overwhelmed, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed. I, I can't be moved. I can't be moved. I will keep singing. I will keep shouting. Even the sorrow, because God has been good in my life. There's, there's those that will say, if they were going through all that, how can you? There are those that will say, you just don't know what I've been through. 
You're right, I don't. But you don't know what I've been through. But I'm telling you, there's a God that go through it with you, amen. Well, you don't know what they happened to me. You're right, I don't. But he does. In fact, he was right there with you when it happened. <laughs> you say, why did he allow that to happen? He wanted to see you. <laughs> God is good. You'll make it through. When you make it through, you'll have a song. You'll have a shout in your life. There's people who have it rough. I understand that. There's people sitting here that's had loss, suffering, pain. And yet they're still here shouting. Yet they're still here singing. Why? Because they found a God that cares. They found a God that carries them out of the sorrows and out of the overwhelming and the afflictions. The God we serve does not leave us in the midst of the sorrows of life. And they will say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Old song says, Lately I've been looking back upon this winding road to the old familiar to the old familiar mercies I have known. And though it may sound like simple, some cliche, no other words to tell you but to say. God's been good. God's been good in my life. I feel blessed beyond my wildest dream because God has been good in my life. I wouldn't change a thing if I had to. The only thing I would have changed is I'd have served God quicker. Made a commitment quicker. But God has been too good to me. I don't know about you this morning. You may be sitting here doubting. Oh, I don't know if that God he's talking about is real. You see me after church and I'll prove it to you. You see me after church and I'll prove you God's real. I got cuts all over my body. God's been too good. God's been real to me. And God can be real to you. But God says, you know what? I love the pre- all the week's sermons talking about, hey, you need to get back. We, we need to get back to the preaching need to get back to uh, laying aside those false gods that we got in our life. And, and in order to turn the world upside down, we need to get back on fire for God. You need to come to the altar, Lord. I, I haven't done everything right. I haven't done this right. I've been in this mode and this is where I've been. My life ain't been worshiping. I'm telling you, you can get it right right now. You may be in sorrow. You may be in affliction. You may be in overwhelmed. But I'm telling you right now, God will be there with you. Just come to the altar. And he'll see you to the other side when you get there. Whoo! Praise God! Praise the Lord! But I'm telling you, he's fixing you up for the next time you go through sorrows. He'll fix you up. Because sorrows is coming. Sorrows are coming. But he'll be with you.